jump into the conversation here. Recording in progress. Thank you very much for having me on. Doing great. Very enthusiastic to be talking to you. Um, yeah, let's get started. Let's let's light the tire, let the fires, and uh, kick the tires. You know, let's just get this thing yes, rolling. Sir. I'm excited, man. Today we're going to discuss your personal experiences via extra dimensional realms and entities, as well as the other understandings that you gain through these experiences. Now, your story is similar to other guests that I've had on the past in a sense that you claim to be involved with black operations that go beyond anything we can experience in this physical realm. Many are familiar with the secret space program, solar warden, military abductions, etc. This is a topic that... Now, honestly, I've not covered in a very long time. Honestly, it's because I have gotten such a bad taste for some of these topics because of other people that are in this community that claim to have been involved, but then we eventually find out that some of these people have been knowingly lying and attempting to deceive the UFO and truth community in certain ways. And I'm in no way saying that this is your story, but because others have been so deceptive, this is a topic that I've been trying to stay away from unless we have something that really I feel could have a message that has truth to it. And that's why you're here today. I do believe there's something to your experiences, and I believe that there's something that connects all of these experiences for those that are genuinely having them. But it is difficult to sift through the deception at times. But that being said, let's hear your experiences. And as usual, the audience can decide for themselves. And I think that it is very important that we do dive back into some of these experiences that people have even though the deception is there we have to break away and get to the truth so let's start with a little bit more about yourself and how everything started and we'll go from there well first of all i applaud your courage for coming back into the subject after making that kind of like impression and i know the impression's instinctual when you do hear the press and the negative bad faith actors in the SSP community or the uh, secret space program community or however you would like to talk about it, especially the people who are, uh, you know, the, the instigators of this bad faith. I always consider them disinfo agents, double agents, etc. But for all subjects of the fringe and the paranormal and the conspiracy, remember there are, however true and accurate the subject matter is for any movement, and any point of concern for discussion, there are intentional bad faith actors put in that movement by the powers to be, those that do not want information to get out and do not want this to gain traction. And those people intentionally create the scandal, the controversy, as well as the disappointment, the fake predictions, the basically the leper messiahs, right? And in talking about the uh, Speaker Space Program, Gaia TV, for example, is run by BlackRock Investment. Mm. So this is from the very highest levels of deception and control of society and public media and mass media, etc. And this has been the hijacking of a movement that has almost 100 years of testimony and eyewitness disclosure and military officers coming forward, as well as just the reality of it going back to the beginning of mankind due to these things being knighthood orders, these things being in the earliest fabrics of secret priest classes and holy armies, emperors and their clandestine courts and shadow operations, magi, alchemists, things like that. Uh, witch hunters, uh, you know, come to mind. When you talk about super soldiers and secret black ops operations that are operating within our reality, not an extra-dimensional reality, maybe an occult reality, an unseen reality, a shadow reality, a nocturnal reality, but a reality just 
as real as our own, just as the day represents both, you know, what you can see in the night and where everyone wishes to be, and then the equal night, the nocturnal, the, the place of the shadow, the unseen, the place where people are, go inside and they go to sleep and they willingly choose to, you know, disengage from that reality. So the darkness is true. The darkness is all around us. And this stuff is true, just like as the military is true. And just like how everyone, and anything real, like I said, anything real will attract both the con men and the grifters and the intentional bad faith actors. Now, the intentional bad faith actors are the ones that I believe get the most press because they're the ones put in there to make it look ridiculous to the nth degree. So I totally understand why the common man, the layman goes, oh, um, uh, you know, Wilcock or Corey Good or whatever, disengage, right? Throw it away. You know, uh, uh, yeah. secret uh, soldier talk with uh, uh, a rover guy, his name, and Oki did that thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the whole thing, I watched the whole thing, and I was like, what it says is the truth and how easy it is to present yourself as a bad faith actor in this kind of current climate with YouTube interviews, etc., but what it also kind of alluded to was the massive amount of pre-existing testimony, celebrity, speaker type, however you want to identify it, that didn't really profit from it at all. That in fact serves just as this backbone from it. And this includes things like, in the 1970s, there were television broadcasts in the BBC that were hijacked by members of the Ashtar High Command, or at least who they claim to be. So our, our presentations across the country in America, the same thing. This has been going on since the days of theosophy, talking to the Council of Nine and things like that, who were purportedly extra-dimensional, extra-terrestrial intelligences who had been communicating since the days of Egypt. And so this is what I'm saying. Like This goes into this idea that what is... The current movement is not indicative at all of the legitimacy of this subject, nor of the real, uh, you would call it fundamental uh, experiencers to give it legitimacy, like uh, William Tompkins, who, for example, helped design the ships used in the earliest generation of Solar Warden, who is himself uh, completely vetted by the U.S. government. There are many people inside the Department of Defense and the Air Force and Skunk Works and Lockheed who are actually part of this elite to break away society who are disclosing this information, who are saying, yes, um, like Ben Rich, leader of Skunk Work Lockheed, that yes, we could take E.T. back home and, and we can travel to the stars. Anything you think and see in Star Wars, we can do it and do it ten times better. And we've been able to do it for a hundred years. Things like that. We're not. We're not... 10, 20, 30, 50 years ahead of time. We're 500 to 1,000 years ahead in technological ability. And this is said not by some goofball in Arizona who's trying to sell you some rose quartz crystals or a healing med bed that's actually just like, you know, a, a tanning bed. This is by someone who has top, above, like, Q clearance and shit like that. And this is how it is in all movements. Uh, Q became the QAnon movement. Uh, anything holistic health becomes this superfood, essential oil, MLM. Uh, think about it. Think about it. Every single movement that has any kind of value will get intentionally hijacked and represented as evil. Then people confuse good with evil, evil with good, truth with lies, lies with truth. And it becomes this thing, um, it's weaponized. It's absolutely weaponized. It's run by the CIA. It's run by Operation Mockingbird. And the CIA is one of these groups, too. And the way I describe it is just if someone came forward and said they were in the CIA and they had this experience and they were used as a child recruited agent and everything and they had to do these experiences and they were put under MKUltra and stuff. And then you say, well, so many people lie about that. So how do I know you're telling? Well, I mean, the CIA is very real. And the people that are trying to get you to, to not believe this person are very powerful. And just like, you know, uh, it, it all kind of like, it becomes super obvious if you just, like, you know, accept it as for what it is. Like, you know, instead of trying to argue with yourself and have that cognitive dissonance, like, the CIA wouldn't lie to me. I'm an American. <laughs> the CIA doesn't lie to Americans. Why would the CIA be bad? 
They don't, they don't do bad things. They're part of the government. The U.S. government's good. They don't, like, you know, what I see is what I get. The U.S. government can't keep a secret. Are you, are you crazy? Those politicians up in Congress, those idiots, they, they're just so dumb and buffoonish. And that's exactly the reality, the matrix they have you believing in. So if anyone says, what you're seeing is just theatrical shows put on by Freemasons, who are basically just the lower-level puppets of these higher societies that control a true elaborate society, which is based on an intergalactic society at the highest part, but in our terms, just the solar system. We're just talking about, like, I just want people to accept the fact that we're just dealing in the solar system level at this point. We currently have what you would consider that golden age, 1950s science fiction, moon bases, Mars bases, the ability to get to Jupiter, uh, Stargate technology, teleportation, etc. And people talk about that as like impossible. That's actually to the point of almost obsolete because we're already talking about getting to higher levels and dealing with quantum levels, time travel, things like that. And now, Tex, before we get too far into this, yeah. I want to circle back. I want to circle back to what is happening right now, what's going on. But I want to hear your experiences, oh, yeah. how it unfolded for you, and how the information <coughs> came through for you. My experiences started at the age of nine. And this was a MyLab, not an alien abduction, but a MyLab, which representatives of the U.S. Navy Space Command, which is run one that runs the solar warden um they appeared to me in my bedroom and they came through a portal what what i've been now calling the classic rick and morty portal just a closet light opened up they walked through it closed back behind How them old were you? In, I'm sorry. i was nine years old nine okay they came to me in my bedroom this is why it, it happens to a lot of people of different ages it always tends to happen to children that's a commonality for me it was nine years old these men were just men. They were in Navy uniforms, Navy uh, dress blue uniforms with the blue coats and everything. Scrambled eggs on their hats that they held in their hands, and then they talked to me, uh, you know, about wanting to be a superhero, wanting to help out the Earth, wanting to be an X-Men, wanting to have powers, wanting to be a part of a team, be something greater myself, you know, uh, fight for what's right, etc. And I said, yes, I volunteered. From that point, they said, no one will ever know. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Everything's going to be all right. But since you've said yes, you're now part of this team. You're now part of this journey. We're going to go. And I still kind of like, I'm still kind of like, in, my adrenaline spikes when I see this because I was like, oh, this is really happening. Like, this is something that, you know, this is fucking, this is going to happen. We go through this portal and that becomes the induction process. Serve for 20 years, uh, come back, uh, be brought back exactly in my childhood body, uh, a few moments after they took me, so nothing is uh, contradicted or there's no paradox. Put back in the bed, live out my life in this timeline, go through my my journey here, you know, the adventure of my life, and then and then find myself in this present moment. And it's in large just that, but what happens in between that twenty years of maturing from nine to twenty nine. And then being returned back, reverted back to a child, having those memories basically suppressed because of the logic of how those memories are kept in the Akashic records and how your brain isn't formed, uh, the neuroplasticity of it, as well as just the ability they have to neuralize you, to, uh, to use that term in the men in black uh, language, to neuralize you, to take away your memory, to take away your actual uh, experiences. Not, they can't take them away forever. But they can basically uh, do things like cancel out your knowledge of people, uh, you know, uh, take away entire moments of life, replace them with screen memories, uh, things like hypnosis, uh, you know, internal brain chips that play out simulations that, you know, just affect your brain chemistry, affect your brain electricity. Now, I want to stop you there, and I, this is a big question because this has come up quite often recently, and I have a couple of colleagues that are exploring this theory is it possible that the experiences you had were just like you said an implanted simulation of some sort that was so believable that you that it caused you to 
believe that those experiences that you lived out that 20 years, but it was in a sense a simulation that these these black ops entities are indeed coming to you in certain ways, coming into your consciousness, interacting with you, but they are interacting you with simulated interacting with you with simulated realities. What what do you think about that? No, I, I always tell that my experiences were purely physical. This is purely too complex to have simulated completely. What they did simulate was the uh, erasure of that. They can simulate it by replacing what they call screen memories, but what happens is real. What happens is real that the person, myself, may even want to suppress it who experiences, but just like how people who see gray aliens report seeing gigantic owls as popularized like in the fourth kind contact, the experience of seeing the extraterrestrial has been replaced with a more acceptable vision of a gigantic, abnormally large and terrifying owl. That is to protect, like uh, MKUltra always works on, to protect the persona, loci, the, the essential self, because the reality is that self has already been broken. In myself, that self has already been broken from these experiences, and that experience includes... Uh, contact with multiple extraterrestrials, uh, being uh, educated as in this uh, exchange student program by extraterrestrials in the Astro High Command, uh, experiencing multiple uh, military campaigns with the losing of limbs and um, suffering of PTSD, losing of friends, seeing a lot of defeats as well as the victories, and uh, the nightmares that followed in between just absolutely destroyed me psychologically. And then the, the actual knowledge of how these operations work to such a fine detail. And this wasn't all delivered at once. This was received at the age of 29 to about 31 uh, through just consistent, open-eyed dreams. And I've already, at this point, I'm a disabled veteran by the age of 26. I have been uh, married and divorced since the age of 24. Uh, you know, and uh, gone to college twice, very successful, motivated person, very engaged in the real world. But in this life itself, I've been abducted by aliens, lifelong experiencers. So I know it's not just one instance of simulation. I've been at this point um, abducted my entire life uh, now that I've actually been able to, to associate those memories and everything. Uh, for example, in the Navy, I was abducted by Greys uh, constantly. And, uh, you know, developed, developed insomnia because of it. it, became so frequent. I have seen UFOs hundreds of times, once even a close encounter within 30 yards. And this was during a walk after midnight on a military base, an NAS base in Oceana, Virginia. And this was a walking in the middle of the winter. Did you have any of this before you joined the military? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, the, actually, no. Uh, before I joined the military, it was... Uh, it was, uh, I was the age of 23, so I was living fast, I was living, you know, in the minute, I was living in the moment, and I, while I knew about UFOs and had a deep interest into it, I uh, was more, uh, like, I, I really don't have, like, any reason to say, like, I didn't. I knew fully about it, I knew, I knew all about it, but to myself, I was not being true. I considered them nightmares. I considered it a type of, uh, you know, just not being self-aware. Like just, just kind of being like, you know, I can't, I can't blame or hold it against anybody uh, who doesn't want to associate these memories or any memories of such. Like I've heard and researched into the hypnosis, recovered memory aspect because of, you know, going through my own experiences. I know people generally don't start receiving memories of their childhood until they're in their 50s or 60s. You know, like this is something that it takes a significant amount of, of, of maturity and somehow just the, the connection of factors before this stuff starts unlocking. And in the secret space program, uh, you know, experiencer uh, repertoire, the history of it, like, you know, the commonality of it, it's around the time whenever the 20 and back begins to end. And it's only like 5 to 10% of people who actually get clear, complete memories 
like I have, and I assume I have. There could be even more stuff that I do not remember. It's, it's unknown, you know, it's known unknowns, basically, right? Like, it's hard to see that you filled in all the gaps or you've gotten all the pieces of a puzzle when and every time you think you have, there's more that comes into it, right? There's more that comes out because it is 20 years of intense, extreme labyrinthian living and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's really, like, on that kind of level where it's like you're trying to remember 20 years of your own life day by day and, and trying to, like, because it's important, and, but, you know, it's, it's sand into a sieve and you think you got it all, but you don't know if you've, you're missing any of the pieces, um, now remember, this is from the age of nine to 29. So just imagine yourself right now thinking every, trying to remember every single day from the age of nine to 29, uh, you know, in your own life and thinking about how long that might take, you know, you're not going to be able to do it just like, you know, in a day or even in a couple of years, it might take, you know, relatively like five, maybe 10 years to kind of figure out exactly and plot it all out. And that's just, you know, a life of any single person. Was so, there anything in particular that triggered the recall? Uh, no, I would not say anything in trigger, uh, particular, but the fact that uh, in this life, in this life, this timeline, this this absolutely not like, like after I was brought back and lived my timeline, the life I've lived was so suspicious that that's what be- got me on the road of considering it once I started remembering, uh, remembering it, and I didn't shut it out this time, and I was interested so much that I started pursuing it, because I realized this was real and this was something that I needed to pay attention to. And by that I mean, my uh, life from childhood, I excelled at studies. I was extremely intelligent. I was in gate program. I don't know if you've ever heard the gate program. I'm pretty sure a lot of people talk about it. It's a gifted and accelerated, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talented yeah, yeah. education program, gate program, which is a super soldier, uh, SSP, um, secret space program, red flag right there. I was uh, actually in school taken many times for field trips to the Naval Air Station in Corpus Christi, which I live. My best friend, for example, his father was a Naval helicopter pilot, and we spent many a night at the Naval Air Station. Right. So my so while I'm not a Navy brat, I spend much of my time in, you know, behind a Navy uh, on a Navy base behind Navy wire and stuff like that. Uh, and, and got to see like a, the stealth bomber, for example, when I was a child. And I have photos of this next to the Nighthawk stealth bomber after it was declassed after the Gulf War as a child. And, and this is something that people just cannot explain as it's not a simulation i cannot explain away this connection i have which this highly suspicious life and so after high school i was given a full paid scholarship to go to any school in the country i wanted and this is i i fully accredit this because of the 20 year and back program and whatever i achieved whoever i was in that program afforded me this 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 golden ticket right so I was, I was given any college I wanted. I could go to any school I wanted in America, uh, full paid, right? And my, 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 my test scores were perfect, fucking perfect. And I was like the 98th percentile at all students in Texas. I chose Texas A&M University. Really don't know why. I could have gone to UT and partied twice as hard as I partied in, in Texas A&M, you know. But still, I had as much fun as I could possibly have in college and still was on the dean's list. And guess who the dean was at Texas A&M University? Dr. Gates, who later became uh, Gates, the defense secretary for the Obama administration, who was formerly the CIA director under George H.W. Bush. So this guy was the dean of the college I went to. I have photos of me shaking his hand as an 18-year-old after just smoking, like, you know, fucking 10 joints. I had blue hair and shit in college, total MK Ultra, fucking, you know, turned to a shop crop, uh, blonde hair, walked around without shoes. And anyone who knows about Texas A&M knows this is fucking lunacy because they're extremely conservative. They have what they call the core cadets as the backbone of the school culture. They wear fucking army uniforms and pretend they're G.I. Joes and shit when they go to class. They're not even in the army. They pretend this. They're a Texas State Guard. 
basically. They 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 have like military drills next to the football stadium and shit. Why am I in this fucking program if I'm a stoner with blue hair and I walk around without my shoes and shit? Because uh, people don't know this, but Texas A&M's a super soldier program, spy program, CIA program, breeding ground for super for fucking uh, you know this kind of fucking shit. They also deal huge with yeah. international students in the Middle East. It's a cultural I thing. I go back to something you said real quick. You said that the gifted programs are sort of like recruiting programs for for these black operations, right? Well, secret societies, uh, mystical orders, uh, various occult reasons, but it's all a human. It's like you know, it's a vetting process. It's a it's a testing ground where they see if your psychic potential, if you could do astral projection, remote viewing, if you have some kind of like uh, ability to pretend like the uh, like a FBI profiler, like you can get into somebody's head and you can do like serial killer profiling investigation for the FBI at that level. These are hard. These are artistic things. These are extremely hard things to even like accomplish as an adult, let alone a child. And they're just seeing your ability at doing it. And then they start breaking you away and putting you on your different little paths of life and stuff. And this is all part of the, uh, you know, the crypto-Soviet Union we call the United States of America. The I call it the USSA. Uh, you know, the USSR, it's the USSA. And it's basically that. As a child, the schools are recruitment centers for the military. Everything's part of the military. We live in a crypto-fascist society, military-industrial complex. Corporations are just the... Uh, you know, the, the money-making apparatus for the military, as well as people are just livestock to pay taxes to it and stuff and fill up their ranks. And, yeah, they get everyone from people they can use as uh, sexually pliable beta sex kitten program, you know, women, honeypots, things like that, uh, for their Epstein programs. They get people they can use as killers, hitmen, people who don't have any conscience or morality. They use people who they can do to sell people crypto coin later on in the future. The nerds that are charismatic and people believe, like Elon Musk or uh, you know Bankman Freed, they all go through these programs, and they all are, are you know they're all designated to do little jobs in this giant spider web, uh, you know, be little suction cups on the tentacles of the octopus and stuff like that. And I was no exception, but it's 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 two different things, but they're part of the same uh, tree, which is the secret space program into the super soldier program. And super soldier program does not mean a person can run a hundred miles, uh, then jump a skyscraper and do backflips and shit like that, right? It's not it's not Will Smith and Gemini Man. It's someone who's uh, it's not Van Damme and Cyborg, although those people do exist. Uh, it's not even Jason Bourne, but that is kind of like the, the glamorized version of it. It's people who are commandos. It's people who are 24-7 on operations, regardless of how abstract or uh, deep undercover those need to be. These people, super soldiers could be like the family that has lived in America for three generations that's really an Iranian sleeper cell. That came to America with the orders of infiltrating and assimilating. And while you think it's a little old lady, that person's constantly reviewing data, putting in notes, you know, doing operations, missions. It doesn't, they don't fit one, the one mold. And that's the thing with the CIA, because a way to understand this is because no one, because these agencies, these three letter agencies, these shadow ops, everything, you know, they could be anyone and anything. They can name themselves anything, right? You could be, uh, you know, assigned to work for the EPA, or uh, one of them is the energy, uh, the, the, the energy department, the Department of Energy in America. They operate huge numbers of clandestine killers and special operations <laughs> units and things like that. And in, and in ways they get away with it because no one ever checks the Department of Energy. And they're in charge of the Stargate programs and shit like that, deep underground military bases. Did no one ever checks the Department of Energy because they're very unsuspicious. But say the CIA, uh, the thing people are surprised about whenever they actually see CIA agents is they don't look like the movies. They're not these badass men. They're literally everybody, everybody type, every kind of person. I mean, like old black women, uh, little Chinese men, uh, big fat Samoan dudes, you know, like it's 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 everybody who's American. 
has a chance at being accepted in these because they need people just to fit in. They need people you would never look at twice. It's called the gray man effect. And the thing with the super soldier program is that it's not supposed to be you're the obvious one. You're like, hey, yes, the super soldier. It's because you're just someone who's dedicated or at least they brainwashed enough, they've broken enough, and they've implemented with this kind of training. It's, it's almost like you're, you're unfortunate enough to have been picked for this program because now you can't escape, and now they're just going to use you however they see best. Uh, for example, women, uh, James, I think it was Jane Mansfield, uh, who wrote the first book about being an MK Ultra assassin, was an actress from the 50s and 60s. And they basically programmed her to commit assassinations. They would call her up on the phone. She would get in the airplane, go to Europe, commit the assassination, come back, have no memory of it, right? They didn't pick her because she was this unstoppable killing machine. They picked her because men didn't suspect her and would lower their guard as she seduced them and then got to the point where she could deliver poison. It's effectiveness. It's, it's, they're getting the job done. But these people are assassins. They're hitmen. The reason why they keep them... Uh, uh, MK Ultra, and they use these exotic methods. One, because they exist, and if you don't, then you're behind the times, because someone else is going to use them against you. And the thing is, these sciences have accelerated. These sciences have been perfected. We didn't stop researching this shit in the 60s. We've gotten better. We use AI now to help us research how to hypnotize people better. We've used every single development holistically, <laughs> full spectrum, from virtual reality, everything, to create what the MK Ultra program started. But it's not a simulation. It's not that putting all this fake bullshit into your head because they want you to come out and lie to people. It's because this shit's real. It's been real. They've been doing this stuff since the assassins and the crusades and stuff like that. They've been able to uh, uh, synthesize the occult with the military espionage aspect of society. They've been able to emphasize the occult with the basic rank-and-file military, the top brass. Uh, for example, secret societies in America. Uh, after college, I joined the military, I joined the Navy. Uh, one of the big things about C uh, SSP uh, spooks and shit like that, it, you know, as someone who was one and now is not, is joining the military, but only for like one or two uh, tours, typically one, being vet boarded or, or being given some kind of disability pro, uh, benefits, like being some kind of dis, uh, disabled, disabled veteran, and then just being set upon your way but made a contractor, constantly kept in the loop, constantly kind of given more college education, but kept within a civilian contractor status. Because that's what I was doing when I got out. And it was forensics, it was cyber forensics, it was... Uh, you know, uh, internship with the FBI and New Orleans, having dinner with people who were very elite in society. Uh, you know, even just at the time, this was between, this is 2013, 2014. This is 2010, 2020. So this is basically in that decade. Uh, you know, and, and to say it out loud would make people like, you know, even judge me further. So I might want to keep that, you know, you can listen to the podcast. I talk about it all the time. Um, you know, I, I talked about this uh, many times on my podcast and everything, but to keep it short, uh, basically excelling, thriving, being in the, in the social hub, the elite of the elite, and once again, given this golden ticket, as long as I was part of this system. Now, at this point, I started getting really into the occult. I started really getting into uh, occult societies, uh, various persuasions, and seeing that it was the same people. The same people who make up military officers are in uh, Masonic circles. They're in uh, black magic practicing circles. They're in satanic circles. They are. And this is, this is 100% present in, rea in reality. I was living in between New Orleans and Houston at the time. Two of these major hubs for uh, both Freemasonic and, and you know, occult activity in the South. And so I saw, saw a lot. Saw a lot. And I paid attention to a lot. And what basically helped me wake up to myself was what I learned in these groups. And then when I woke up to myself, realizing that I've been in it my whole life, and that there is actually much, much more to this, but that it's all connected. And it's all connected. It's like the secret space program is connected 100% to the, the occult uh, Illuminati societies of America, the 
internals, the psyops that are going on right now to control great masses, what the masses are here for, the livestock nature of them and stuff like that. All of it, it makes perfect sense in context of extraterrestrials are real. They're colonizing the Earth. The Earth is a part of just the solar system of various colonies and planets. And this is all part of this greater Star Wars, Star Trek type universe that we're in. And it's gate-kept. It's 100% gate-kept successfully because the secret societies completely control the vertical and the horizontal. They've been doing it for years. And they keep us in the Dark Ages, or they not keep them, they keep most people in the Dark Ages. Because... Now you said you're, you're not involved anymore with these operations? No, yeah, absolutely not involved anymore. That's why I've been doing the podcast full-time, started speaking my mind. Well, how did you pull yourself away from it? Easy. I have, I'm under the laws of natural man. And because I've been giving this power, uh, not by men, but by extraterrestrials of higher authority, that of the Astra High Command, they can't touch me and I can do literally whatever I want uh, in this realm as well as in my future and the life after. It's, you know, VIP status for being a nobody. But at the same time, yeah, I'm excluded from their reindeer games at this point. I can't really... Like, they ruined my credit, they, uh, you know, stole my identity, they uh, blackmail me, threaten my life, uh, exclude me from society, marginalize me. With someone with two college degrees, uh, looking at my recent job history, for example, you would see that that there's, there's the Freemasonic, you know, revenge plots that are going on, but it's just the petty material luxuries of their scraps and their, you know, king of the mountain type uh, uh, Borat behavior. <laughs> you know, that's how I always see it as every Freemason is just Borat. You know, it's just like, what's called is pussy magnet. It's basically, you don't get pussy magnet card no more. And so it's like, oh, great. And so, But I've reached this enlightenment to the point that uh, it's zen. It's zen to be purged. It's zen to be uh, tested and to prove myself uh, correct, to prove myself valid and, 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 and invincible as I press forward in doing this and succeeding at it. And uh, one of the things about doing the podcast, because I've only been doing it full-time since 2020, is seeing the handlers, seeing the PSYOPs people, seeing the COINTELPRO, seeing the double agents, seeing the narcs, seeing the glowies, uh, seeing all these people show up and attack me, try to get on my good side, try to get me derailed, try to uh, change my opinion and being more validated as time goes on. Uh, you know, knowing that I, knowing completely that I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to say it what it is. I'm going to shoot it straight. But I have more to learn. I have more to grow. I have more to, to accomplish. It's not like I just have one message and I've said it and now I can just go away. It's, it's because... This is the start of something. I think this is revolutionary in nature. I think what I'm doing is revolutionary in nature. I think it changes the game between ufology. I think it changes the game between conspiracy theorists. I think it changes the game between paranormal radio, etc., and the paranormal people, uh, the Fortians. It's because it's an active uh, synthesis. It's an active synthesis that I don't think anyone's doing. It's a type of connection between the unknown and the unexplained and activism and uh, empowerment and advocacy, you know, and defense instead of skepticism and trying to tear down people and trying to attack people and backbite people. What I'm doing is trying to, like, empower people to, to, to start, you know, yes, if you are alien abducted, yes, you have a, a right to have an opinion about politics, that's one and the same. Ufology used to be about people who were abducted by aliens and came back with messages, utopian messages or visions of apocalypse. They wanted to in integrate these messages into bettering their lives or changing the world for the better. And it, it's, it's not something that makes you either crazy or a misfit. It's not something that you say, oh, I got alien abducted. It's like I got raped. I got to be ashamed and play the victim and cry and hope people feel sorry for me. And even if you were raped, I'm sorry if it was insensitive. But no, you have to let it and you have to somehow empower and challenge and conquer 
and there is no way around it. It's a tragedy. It's 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 part of this real world. It's not a simulation. It's not a dream. It's not a, a solipsistic reality where you must have needed it, and so you allowed it. And people, uh, you know, from another dimension gave you archetypes and avatars. This is real life. This is the dealing of flesh and blood, of bone and blood, of bone and heart, of one life. You have this one life as this identity. Uh, I know I'm fully well-versed in most occult practices of Gnosticism, and I believe in the immortality of the soul, and I believe in the oneness and the creator God. But what I don't believe in is that solipsism. I don't believe mankind creates or manifests anything. I don't believe this is a simulation. I believe this is real. All of it's real. It's just one unified, monolithic reality. All of it is real. As real as you or me. As real as anything. As real as the air we breathe, the sun above our heads, anything. But the relationship between that reality is what we're busy learning and knowing. And like how Adam was given uh, the task of naming and, and finding all the animals, basically, naming all the animals in the garden, and then going forth and multiplying, that's exactly, you know, what our mission is, to, to name these things, to know these things, and then they go forth and multiply. Now, uh, that being said, I do have criticisms against, like, what you brought up in the beginning, the bad faith actors, the misinforming uh, parties, the COINTELPRO, the GLOWIES, all that shit. Because they come out and they're supported by these major studios. They're given so much attention and mainstream power. Uh, there are people who I call, you can call them out on it. Um, but they're brand-specific uh, content creators. Like, they'll be on Instagram and they got like 10,000 followers on Instagram, right? 5,000 followers on Instagram. And you look up on Twitter and they got like 80. They got nobody. They're not even, like, they post, but they don't nobody. Then you look up on YouTube and they maybe got like 1,000. And you're like, why is Instagram promoting, why is this algorithm promoting this one creator over other people? And it's because it's kind of a studio effort. They want to control your perception. They want to control who's getting certain attention, right? And this is in the New Age movement. This is in the UFO community. This is in like a, think about this. Uh, the ufology movement is 100% controlled by the, by the powers to be, the Illuminati, the CIA, the government. Because now the only discussions you see in any mainstream news are about government actions, like congressional hearings, uh, scientists who are paid in like you know government contracted schools like Berkeley or MIT or Harvard or shit like that, are former government agents or operatives, uh, officers like pilots, uh, spook CIA agents, etc. Like that, you never hear of anyone in the UFO movement from the grassroots being taken seriously anymore. You never hear of any self-taught ufologist. You never hear of any uh, new UFO groups like how MUFON started or NICAP. You never hear of people being like, yeah, this is a brand new UFO investigation unit. It's just made of regular people. But it's taken seriously because there's a thing called citizen science. There is a thing called citizen. You know, most science, most engineering discoveries, most inventions are made by people without degrees, who are made just by people who are actually passionate about subjects and, you know, pursue them, or are professionals in trade and stuff like that. But they want you to think now that ufology has been and will always be controlled from the top down by congressmen, by scientists with, like, you know, doctorate degrees who have, like, professorships and, like, teach classes. And, like, oh, what is what is uh, this one guy think? Oh, it could be aliens. Oh, oh, my God, did you hear this guy said he could be aliens? Oh, wow. Should we, should we rethink about calling millions of Americans fucking crazy? Ostracizing and being prejudiced and ignorant to literally 30 million Americans who have come forward and said they have been abducted by aliens. Literally 30 million Americans. Do you know that in the newer, and this is the thing, it's obsolete, it's not real. Organic reality is real. What I, what I talk about is organic reality. What I give voice to is organic reality. In the future, most people will know for certain when they're kids that aliens exist. People already know for now that aliens exist in their hearts. People already now believe in aliens, believe in UFOs. They know UFOs are real. They're not explainable. They're not foreign jets. They're not drones. They're not man-made. 
and this is true, 75% of the, of the Zoomers, 75% of the people 20 to 30 are, are in their teens to 30, believe in UFOs. Most people believe that they're friendly. And this is not something that they're believing because, you know, they want to believe in unicorns. It's because that's the trend. That's the current popular consensus. What we're waiting for, just like everything else, is for this cast of people who rule our society, the geriocracy, to die. And when these fucking people finally die, the baby boomers, the people like Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, etc., who are super fucking old and basically running on this Cold War dementia programming of keep denying that people can never know the truth, when they die, the world will basically be forced to accept it as a new, uh, new uh, overarching reality model, a new paradigm, a new zeitgeist, and just move on with daily life. Because I'm not saying it's going to stop, you know, you're still going to have to go to work. Most people are still going to have to make a living. Most people are still going to have to get on with your neighbor and get along with their children and find meaning in your daily existence. I'll say even when they officially admit that the world is being colonized by extraterrestrials, even at that point, most people will never see an extraterrestrial. Most people will never see a UFO unless they look up, unless they go looking for one. Just like how if you tell people, you know, Giant squids are real. Most people will never see one. Most people will never even look for one. These wonders of our reality are not any less true because people choose to observe them or not. Because a pe- a people are on their own. They have free will. They have free will to remain ignorant. And that's how the secret societies always play it. And just like how when I was taken at nine years old, you have to say yes. You have to kind of... Uh, volunteer, and that's just that's just the reality of observance of the of un, this this absolute miracle of life that we live in, and it's infinite amount of things in it. Like you know, there's more to this world than in heaven and earth than in your imaginations, and that's one hundred percent true. And just like how people used to be taken by God, used to be you know visited by angels used to be visited by these 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 different religiously significant entities now it's the same entity it's the same thing it's happening just now but now we understand it as aliens we understand it as a secret space program we understand it as uh something in terms of like our star wars star trek type reality right but it's just because back then they understood it how they understood it. They may have understood it in the Greek god sense. They've taken to Mount Olympus. Then from Mount Olympus, they communicated with the Pantheon, right? They communicated with Hermes, and Hermes was this messenger being. Uh, Toth, and Toth was a half-man, half-bird. If you listen to how the angels are re- represented, for example, it's very extraterrestrial. The idea of having four faces, eagle, ox, man, and lion, or the six wings, and the way that they're described is not something that's this is a this is illusion. This is allegory. This is simulation. This is something that people were trying to come to terms with, and the language and the ability they have to paint their reality to others who were not there, which is the entire effort which I have now. Now, knowing that after having done it for three years, I have the utmost respect for every single person who has volunteered their story of contact regardless of what it truly was. You saw Bigfoot, you saw a UFO, you saw a ghost, whatever. The fact that you had the guts to come forward and tell your truth the way it was without any evidence, without, exactly, I don't have anything to tell you, but just what happened to me in my word and, you know, Scout's honor. You know, I'm going to drop the dice and let them them lay where they lay, right? And those people are heroes, those people have more courage than you could possibly measure because they know no one will believe them, but they know that it's right to share that truth because whatever is going on, someone else may make more sense of it with your story out there in the open. And now the only reason I feel like I'm, it's like, because I got that golden ticket in life because of the 20 and back and, and from, you know, from that. Uh, I'm allowed to have this podcast. I'm allowed to be broadcast internationally. I'm allowed to uh, have ten, uh, nearly 10,000 followers on Twitter. 
our ex, I'm allowed to, at one point, before I started shadow banning and attacking me, remember, and that was the big process of seeing how shadow banned and attacked I was. Um, everything I've done, and if you looked at it now, it doesn't look like much, but mostly everything I've done has been destroyed by them, by the powers to be. <laughs> I had a TikTok channel with nearly a billion views. I can't even log on to the TikTok app now. They took it off uh, and everything. They took my ability to access it out. I had a YouTube channel with 600 plus videos. They took it away. Took it away with no strikes, just took it away. Uh, I said I had a history of extremism, stuff like that. Had an Instagram page, had 3,000 plus followers on it, thousands of posts and everything. Took it away, took all that information away, right? Had to start from scratch. Uh, can't get on Facebook, banned on Facebook. Uh, shadow banned, you know, most places that I try to get on and everything. But you know what? It's, it's, it's like, you know... You can still find my material. You can still find the evidence I have, and I keep trying to make it new and, and cutting edge and everything, but, uh, you know, they can't beat me. They're kind of not going to stop me. And, uh, you know, all I can do is this. All I can do yeah, is Yeah, well, it's pretty obvious this day and age that if you're being censored and shadow banned and they're taking down your content, that you're doing something that they don't want others to see, which is usually bringing truth or enlightenment that could be harmful to their agenda. Now, for the last few minutes we have to the best of your ability, let's go over what is unfolding in our reality during this era. Try and give us a complete picture of this spiritual extraterrestrial war that we are in the midst of right now. Uh, put it simply uh, and easily, uh, Battle of Armageddon. This, is, this has been foretold for thousands of years, Battle of Armageddon. Uh, not even trying to be dramatic about it. This is just literally the foretold uh, Book of Revelation, Battle of Armageddon. Uh, from the seven hills of Armageddon, Israel, Battle of Jerusalem, the nations of Gog and Magog, um, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to see it from that angle, which I know a lot of people have like you know the background in already, see it from that angle. If not, easy way to research it spiritually is the idea of the Battle of Armageddon, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, seeing what they represent, seeing what this all in context represents with the Battle of the Antichrist and the Christ Spirit, uh, or like in the Dead Sea Scrolls, they call it the Belial, the Army of, of Hell, and then the Army of Heaven, and what this all relates to. To translate that into the the world of the secret space program and UFOs and man-made military conspiracies and the occult societies, the Illuminati, that I like to focus on, uh, the heavenly armies are these secret space programs, these extraterrestrial armies, these hellish forces are subterranean uh, terrestrials, crypto-terrestrials, ancient species and races of their own that live in the subterranean core of the earth as well as you know elsewhere they're at bat they're literally in a war we're caught in the middle that's the idea of choosing who you serve because some it's basically some society some occult societies serve these reptilian forces and the reptilian idea of the dragon the great dragon it's lit it's almost literally on the nose that these reptilian beings and that's why i didn't want to explain the different races for an hour because everyone already knows the greys the the nordics the reptilians nothing new added nothing new under the sun all of this is like verifiable and recorded through decades of hundreds of different accounts that people who didn't know each other and people say oh it's this mass cultural people who didn't know each other who never even speak the same language are reporting the same extraterrestrials almost over and over again and they have agendas and it's very clear they do so yeah these subterranean reptilians versions of hell you know dinosaur evil dragons stuff like that versions of heaven ashtar high command nordics you know, what is more heavenly than this concept of these, like, crystal light beings who have this power of, you know, uh, time travel and teleportation, the very angelic? That's the Battle of Armageddon, and this is what's happening. It's basically this extraterrestrial host, the, this, this armada, is approaching Earth and is about to fully colonize and liberate Earth from its former evil masters of this reptilian nature, uh, the nation, the world of man, which is caught in the middle, is divided between servants of one and servants of the other. The Battle of Armageddon will place out in the Middle East, around where it's you know canonically told, but it'll be a global matter. 
Uh, it'll be a decisive battle. It'll be the casting into the pit, the casting into the lake of fire, uh, slash like full destruction of the enemy, basically. And then what happens is the millennial reign of heaven. And if you read to the bat, and most people don't read to the end of Revelation. Everyone's just like, oh, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. And at the end, what happens is evil is punished. The good survive. The good just have to endure the hardship, but the good will survive. And then, of, then are given utopia, given utopia by the heavenly host, Christ, Spirit, God, who returns in the millennial temple, which is a spaceship. It's the, it's the new Jerusalem is a spaceship. It appears to the earth like a bridegroom. And when this lands, it lands on a mountaintop and it basically creates the interstellar future, the, the spacefaring, the post-contact future of, of Earth. And that's, that's where basically the literal Holy Bible ends in, in the Christian canon. Now, you can represent that in the Islamic canon and the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls canon, but this Abrahamic prophecy, if you ask me what bridged the occult, the spiritual, and the, the military and the secret space program, the UFO, all together, that would be it. This is 100% uh, how it plays out. And this is one, what you're seeing right now when you click on the news, when you see things uh, happening in every nation the way they're happening. It's because this is the mundane version, the mundane expression of those tensions, of those forces, of that manifestation. And... Um, yeah, exactly. We've been do, we've been in this process solidly, so it's not just starting. We're in the middle of it. We are fully in the middle of Book of Revelations level prophecy and stuff like that. This is fully on like a, you know, you're seeing it happen. You're seeing it happen in real time. There's no reversing it. There's no backing out of it. We're just observers to it. If we're playing our part as designed and as destined, then do your best. But you're but we're in it. We're in it. So the quote-unquote disclosure coming from our our government and media is, in a sense, a revelation of some of the things that we could ex be experiencing in the near future. Is that right? It's not so much that they, they will ever want to have disclosed it, this incarnation of the government. It's that they will no longer be able to hide it. Now, anyone with Twitter or Telegram or any internet access at all can look up UFO videos that are coming out like every day around the world. The big argument that skeptics say stupidly is, well, if everyone has a cell phone, where are all the videos? There are literally thousands of UFO videos uploaded every week from around every country in the world, right? Like it's almost it's, – it's so much to the point that I used to do this, like upload videos – I can't even keep up with it anymore. I've uploaded over 10,000 unique alien uh, UFO videos and extraterrestrial beings, like beings recorded and stuff like that, cryptids, all that tr all that dark paranormal magic, like true levels of psycho uh, psychokinesis, you know, remote viewing, evidence for all this stuff, right? Evidence of spirits, the spirit world, subterranean beings, deep underground bases, all of it's true. And the videos are out there. The dark web is real. They can't stop it. They know they can't stop it, short of cutting off the entire internet. And unless they really plunge us into a dark age and, and do that Alex Jones type, everyone's going to a concentration camp stuff, they, they, but short of that, they cannot keep the truth. Short of basically forcing us all to look down, as in the movie, like, look up. Forcing us all to, like, you know, if all we have to do is look for ourselves and see the truth, they don't, like, government has no authority on the truth. The government has no authority, not one ability to control what a man thinks. They cannot control public opinion. They cannot control personal faith. They cannot control personal knowledge. The idea that they can disclose anything is how they want you to think. The point is, you find out the truth and you say, I'm not voting for you anymore. You're not my government. I don't have to listen to your laws because you're a moron if you don't believe that what I'm looking at is real. I see an alien. I see the UFO and you're not disclosing it. If you're not ahead of that, then you'll just be immediately disqualified from any authority. So what they're going to do is say... Yes, aliens are real, but they're a threat. Now, I believe they'll say a threat rather than they're their friends because they're dark side, negative, reptilian-controlled, archonic entities. And I believe that uh, is 100% the case. I believe that there's good people in our government, but the government, the United States, the world government is evil. 
All material world nations are evil. The secret space program is not the nations of the world. Nations of the world are the enemies of the secret space program. They will be the human armies literally going to war with reptilians against the Astro High Command, the Pleiadians, the Nordics, the Andromedans, the, you know, the, the good aliens, the good extraterrestrials, the Lyrans, the ones that seek to liberate us and to kind of make us reach our potential as a species. And the war will be saying that these are the evil ones because they're coming from space to invade us, but the other extraterrestrials are good because they're... 100% in fascinating times, I've had the overwhelming understanding that we are in critical and important times and we're at a turning point in humanity and there is something happening. So I, I know that there is... There is, there is areas of what, what people are seeing right now that will never be able to be put across to the dark side, the, the folks that are following the dark side. They've already made their choice. The ones that are serving, like you said, the reptilians, the dark side, they've already made their choice. And then there's still folks that are on the fence and it seems like right now is a time where we do have to choose either dark or light uh ultimately take a side in this spiritual cosmic battle so there's a lot happening and tex i want to thank you again for coming on this was fantastic I some great information here and um i know that we'll be talking again in the future there's much more we could discuss before we close out today, remind the audience how they can find out more about you and access all of your content. Well, thank you very much. Uh, pleasure's been all mine. Uh, very excited and enthusiastic to have spoken to you on your show about this and shared uh, what I do. You can find out all of my information, my, my personal history, uh, my opinions on the secret space program, uh, ufology, the occult, true crime, cryptozoology, etc. All of that on my podcast, which is the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, or broadcast, sorry, the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast nowadays. And so um, just search that up and everything. It should bring you to any kind of a reputable you know, podcast site. Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, iTunes, all of it. I'm on all of them. Um, follow me on social media. Now you can use Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan, or you can follow me just on X, you know, formerly Twitter. That's basically where I post most of my messages, but I'm also on Instagram as my backup account. Um, but yeah, basically Beyond Top Secret Texan, that's how what you want to search up, bring up all the episodes. Most of them are free. Uh, I have over 500 episodes, podcast episodes. Most of them are free. I bet 400 plus are free. So definitely enjoy the archives. Uh, we did the math, and it's 33 days worth of content straight. If you were to listen to all the free content, it's 33 days straight of podcast episodes. So most of that is free for you guys just to find and enjoy. Uh, search up all of this year's, all of the last year's, and everything like that are, are free. So you got two full years Um then if you want to support and donate, you know, the links are on all the episodes, description, and everything like that. Um, we're a one-man operation, just me uh, doing this full-time. Greatly appreciate everyone who gives it a listen because, you know, that supports us. That gets us to grow. But sharing that is also extremely appreciated as well as anyone who can donate to keep us, you know, thriving and alive and everything. We, we're fully grassroots supported. We're fully, you know, supported by our listeners and everything like that. As you can tell, we're shadow banned. We're, we've been kicked off of Patreon twice. I've been kicked off of Patreon twice because of the content that I produce. And it's not that I produce shockingly profane content. Let's just say that. You talk to me for an hour. I have been kicked off of Patreon twice for the content that I produce because it yeah. does challenge the status quo so greatly and it makes so much sense of this because I speak about it in such a mature, direct way that it becomes some point, something where it does not uh, lend itself to attack beyond censorship. Remember, if someone censors you, it's not because they're uh, – it's not because – 
what you say. It's they're afraid of what you say. It's not because what you say is hateful. It's because they're afraid of what you say. And it's, it's what I say that scares them so much. So if you want to listen to what that scares Patreon, what scares uh, Instagram, what scares Facebook, you know, so much that they blocked me, go check out the podcast. You know, luckily we still live in a country with free speech. Luckily, so anything that I speak is considered, you know, protected under free speech. But, you know, how community guidelines and how the corporations work and stuff like that, if they can find any reason to say, like, nope, like, no, that violates our community guidelines, that violates this, that violates that, you're out. And so yeah. I keep it as a badge of honor. That's a badge of honor it to is, me. Yeah, yeah, it means you're doing something right out there if they don't want you talking. Exactly. Next, uh, if you haven't already, send me all the links you want me to include in the description, and we'll get those up there for this episode. And like I said, we'll do this again in the future. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See you all then. Recording stopped. All right, we got it. Awesome, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, hell yeah, that was good. Um, this episode goes out tomorrow morning, and I'll send you out the links before uh, it goes out on the, on the platform so you have them. And yeah, man, uh, we'll do it again soon. We'll keep in touch and uh, yeah. schedule something again in the future. Definitely, definitely can always talk, add more content, descriptions, everything like that. Uh, no, it was a great first episode, great first introduction to the to your, to your program and everything. Uh, had a great time. Very excited about the, the yeah, content. Uh, I can't wait to listen to it. I think it's going to be really good. And uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. I hope it does really well. So, yeah, invite me back yes, on. Sir. We'll talk about uh, specifics. Anything about certain subjects. Exactly. You could. Just, I could talk about like in, like literally anything in this in this whole from the past to now uh, for days. Yeah. And, and it's just because right yeah, there's so much to talk about. We'll do it, man. Well, I'll send you a message in the morning with the links, and uh, we'll do we'll do this again soon. No problem, man. Have you have a, a good great one. Day, man. You too. Peace out. Take it easy.